Okay, so, I mean, we just have to start with it. You went to Ruby Fields. <laughs> How's it going? You came all, the way to, came all the way here to California. You went to Universal Studios and what happened to ride the Jurassic Ride. I got there the whole day. I was like, I'll leave it till last. I was wearing my shirt. I was ready. And then as soon as I got down to the lower lot, I just saw that there were, like, the water was drained at the bottom of like the warehouse that the ride's usually in. And I was like, oh, surely the changed it they've moved it and um yeah no I went up to the uh the gentlemen that were in front of the ride and they just very kindly let me know that it's shut till after I leave to go back to Australia wait and this is your first time in California yeah it's like my first time in America really really yeah so I was like it was like the one thing I was like I've got to go on I've I've watched the YouTube videos of it for like my whole life and I'm like I've got to go and everyone afterwards replied to my story just going no and going I hate to rub it in but it's the best ride and I'm like I know as uh, me speaking on behalf of all of America I apologize (laughs) but I'm so excited I mean we're meeting in person this is very exciting we've already been talking about Jurassic Park for like two hours already so (laughs) um I mean, I wanted to spend some time to talk about Dominion, Jurassic World Dominion. You just saw the extended edition, which is, and but right now, by the way, we're hanging out with a bunch of dinosaurs on the table. Uh, Giganotosaurus. I'm currently touching from Dominion. I mean, we can make noises, but this is. If, I feel like oh, there's I forget which buttons are which. Yeah, I was gonna say these the, all move. This is like a rootin' tootin' fighting guy. Wow. And. Did you you saw it when it first came out in theaters, right? The first yes. weekend? Yeah, 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 yeah. The first day it came out. Because we had talked, I believe that was like last no October when your record came out. And so that yeah, there we go. Whoa. He's just hitting oh, no. people. He's out of control. Wow. Um, yeah, no, we spoke. You kind of match the Giganotosaurus, actually. I know. I'm wearing all like kind of green on my socks too. But um we spoke, I think. Right up, maybe it was right after my album came out. Yes, like September, October last year. Yeah, and um, I remember you said to me like, "Don't worry, I just know that you have Jurassic Park in one of your songs. If you're not a massive fan, we won't have to talk for long." <laughs> and we ended up talking for about two and a half hours yeah. or something. It was meant to be forty minutes. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, "Are oh, you going to have to cut this up? Like, really fine." No, it was so much fun. But I believe at the time the trailer hadn't come out yet because I think the trailer came out in. Uh, January or yeah, yeah. something. So at that point, because I feel like there's a chunk of our conversation where we were talking a lot about, you know, just hopes, dreams, theories, all those things like that. So I guess for you, I mean, I mean, yeah, what do you think of Jurassic World Dominion and like what was it like the first time you were seeing it? I think I get very emotional with it all because it's been such a big part of my life. But yeah. I was at the cinemas with my mom and dad. And they obviously know better than anyone how much I've rewatched that movie my whole life. And I, it was really cool to go with them. And it just, every part of it, it was like, I was trying to commit it to memory and going, this is so special because this is happening. And I just tried, like, I knew I was going to rewatch it however many times, but going to see it was, yeah, I loved it. It just, it kind of, it was like, they did that one for the fans. Yeah, It's almost like everything they did. It was like, if you're a fan, you will get every little thing that we've done here and it's for you. 
In a weird way, it almost feels to me, and I don't know if you feel this way, it almost feels more like a sequel to the original Jurassic Park. Yeah. Where, like, clearly there are story elements about Claire and Owen and Macy, but in a weird way, it almost serves to, like, finish a story set up in the original of, like, I don't know, I was trying to figure out the right way to say this, but just it's, like, all the promise of like this park and what it means where it's like Macy's story is like, well, what if it's not just a park? Like what if this dinosaur power can be used to like save the world or I don't know, something like there's something there's like, I get that feeling when I think about it. Cause they, they didn't really tap into what Michael Crichton wrote about in terms of like using them for like military power, right? Like that, that's what they started to tap into in fallen kingdom. Yeah. And then in dominion, you see like that, tidbit where they're running through where where are they again malta. in malta yeah. yeah and they are running through malta and that's where you get that taste of like oh that's what happened to those dinosaurs that were sold in yeah. fallen kingdom and the clone every like clones had been sold everything like that so it was cool to finally see that part of the novel kind of or like the ideas behind that kind of come into play yeah you know actually that that's what i i guess what i was trying to hit on is that idea of like all the almost like possibilities, because you know, like I feel like people know, and just from even the last podcast that you are a big Michael Crichton fan, you read the books, you you know, and it's like that idea of like, I think as a Jurassic Park fan and as a fan of the book, D- Jurassic World Dominion almost feels like, yeah, what are all the possibilities from Michael Crichton's book? Now we're actually seeing like the what if yeah. that happens. That's a yeah, I didn't. That's what I was like. You referenced that idea how in. Well, the Ellen and Ellie of like they're together, and Tim asks, "Yeah, what, what like describe what that was?" I'm pretty sure in the book it's Tim that asks because I, I think that in the movie I swear it's um, Lex that's like, "Do you have any kids? Are you married or something like that?" But then in the in the book I think it's Tim that asks if Ellie and Alan are together, and then. Um, he says, no, she's engaged to this doctor or this scientist back where she's from. And it was Philadelphia. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And um, then in in the movie when Ian Malcolm, Dr. Ian Malcolm's trying to hit on Ellie by doing the um, the God equation and everything yeah, yeah. like that, yeah. <laughs> and he's trying to hit on her and he's like, oh, you know, you two. And when she jumps out of the car and Dr. Grant's like, yes, yes, we are. And trying to kind of gives him like that cold shoulder and, and like lets him know. And then I think you get teased within the books and obviously then she's married in the third one, which is probably a reference to the guy that was spoken about in the first novel. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, okay, you finally. And then I think Maisie asked them the same thing and in Dominion where she says, are you guys together? Yeah. And they're like, no, no, old friends, old yeah, friends. Yeah. And he's like, and he seems a bit like, yeah, just old friends. <laughs> and then – they get that smooch in at the end. I was cheering. I was cheering in the theater. Yeah, because we t- we talked about that too of like what we want from that, and if we wanted them to get together or not. But like, I think in the podcast we did, I said that I was yeah. like, maybe they're going to get together. Yeah. Like maybe they will because they were like they were together in the first one, or it was just like you know insinuated in the first film that they were. Yeah. So I was like, they better like I know that they <laughs> have to do this. Well, and almost that it's like. I guess what I liked about it was that it felt like they fell back in love in the movie. Yeah. So I think because that was like people's fears was that they didn't want it to feel like unearned or like we open up and they're already together. And But, you know, you know it's going to happen because 
before I walked in, I was like, either one of them's going to die and it's going to be <laughs> crazy or they're going to get back together. And in the trailer, you know, she's like, you coming or what? And like, that's when uh, you're like, oh, there's so much tension. Yeah, like yeah. I can feel it without seeing the movie. And then in the movie where he says something about kids and whatever and asks about the husband, she's like, oh no, divorced. And she, as soon as she says that, you know, it's on. Like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. the rest of the movie is them building up tension and revisiting their old adventures. And it's definitely going to happen. Yeah. To, to go back to the Michael Crichton of it all of like, there's just so many moments in this movie where it really felt like, yeah, the idea that like, you know, the whole locust thing and stuff feels very Michael Crichton to me. Yeah. They kind of went going down that scientific avenue. I know that all of them are about science and everything, but I feel like they, they spoke a lot of theory in the first one. And then in these later ones, they've applied it a bit more. And especially in Fallen Kingdom, the, Kind of, it's not all about dinosaurs, you know. Now it has become about like more to focus on the possibilities that occur from cloning yes. and then the locusts and everything else and controlling. And you know, honestly, having like this white man control the world's food supply <laughs> isn't actually that far fetched from yeah. what's going on in this age. Yeah. So it's probably, if anything, more relatable to what we, you know, like it seems yeah. like a more relatable kind of plot. Well, that's what I like about Michael Crichton is that, and I, I feel like it's one of those weird soapboxes that I get on where it's like, the most sci-fi thing about Jurassic Park is that they brought back dinosaurs. But the fact that animals are used in military, like that's already happening. Yeah. Like you're saying, like co corporations controlling food supplies, all that stuff. And um, there's this Walt Disney history book that I have over there. Mm -hmm. And in the book, they brought it up in a, uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Podcasts The Ride. Walt Disney you hired scientists to genetically modify mosquitoes so that the females wouldn't breed so that they would kill the mosquito. And I'm like... I wonder if that the bug thing in this movie is like a reference to that. Yeah, like, exactly. Because I could see, you know, because Walt Disney is some like weird analog to like Hammond and, you know, the scientists yeah. and stuff like that. And so it's like, I wonder if that was like a related thing. Because that feels very, again, very Michael Crichton, this idea that like, yeah, people would use genetic power to do crazy things. But I also love that his message throughout all of it is, you know, like, just because we could, we never stop to think if we should. Yeah. yeah. And so his message is always that life finds a way and everything else. And it talks about, I, I feel like it talks about, you know, men's lust for power, like as human, humankind's lust for power and just like Murphy's law, everything that can go wrong <laughs> will go wrong. Yeah. And I sort of love that it's like he, you can tell how densely he's researched things. When you read his books, it's funny, like people are like, oh, like how's the book? And I'm like, it's so different from the movie, but this is exactly the same thing. It's like the bones of it and everything, but he, it's mostly just pages and pages of data and you yeah, have yeah. no idea yeah, charts, what it is. Spreadsheets, like charts and spreadsheets and just like, there's literally like one part where it's like three pages of just numbers. And yeah. it's like, he, it's almost like he's just determined to prove like, I, I know my shit. Like I, yeah, yeah. I know what I'm doing. And I think that it's, it's cool. Cause it's, it's almost like you feel like he's just this massive nerd that loves that. And I think, you know, that comes through so much in his writing and, Oh, yeah, that's probably just the part I love the most, like how yeah. intense he gets. Yeah, and I feel like, yeah, Dominion captures that a little bit more too because like even in Jurassic Park, there's like in the original book, the whole like first, you know, before they get to the part, like they actually get to the island, there's all this kind of like what's happening around the world. And I feel like we kind of got a little flavor of that in the movie where you're like, Ellie's over here checking out like the locust thing and Grant's over the dig site. And like, I kind of yeah. love that we were like, and then uh, 
Claire is like freeing dinosaurs and yeah. Owens, you know, uh, like helping like maintain dinosaur populations and all that stuff. And I have to ask, and I know this is your podcast, but no, no, no. the one thing that's been burning in my mind, because I've kind of changed my mind about it, but I'm not sure. Because on our last podcast that we did, we were talking about, you know, the fact that Dodgson's probably going to come back. Yeah. Do you think he was cast well from who he was in the original movie? Because, you know, he's that, he's, but then I, I thought about it. I was like, that's not the same guy at all. Like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But then I thought about it and I was like, in the first movie, he's a shady, awkward, socially awkward character. Yeah. And he was that in yeah. Dominion. Like, yeah. And there, but that scene, I think it's where he's introducing, um, Dr. Grant and Dr. Sattler to the institution saying, you know, he'll be taking care of you, blah, blah, blah. And then there's that one scene where he asks for like a, like a, like a muesli bar or something. Yeah. And yeah. it's really awkward. And yeah. then he just goes, oh, oh, okay. And walks away. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's so many parts of Dodgson in that movie where I was like, he didn't get any showtime really apart from one pivotal moment where he's like, sell me the embryos. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he gets this full, like story and this odd quirky yeah, persona. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, because that to me, and then I started thinking maybe he was actually really cast well for that kind of. I mean, I, I wanted to get into the whole Dodgson of it all. What am I? I'm trying to collect my thoughts. I'm, Sorry, I, I, I no, totally no, took you out. No, no, no. I really, I really love it. Uh, I think there's something to be said about people wishing that he would have been reintroduced back into the stories sooner. Mm -hmm. But I just don't know what would be the point of like, because if you're going to show a rival dinosaur company in Jurassic World and in Fallen Kingdom, you can't just show that and then be like, all right, well, whatever. We're yeah, that'll explore. come in later. Yeah. yeah. I, it, Jurassic Park is a weird, is a weird movie series where a lot of times there's no reason to s show stuff earlier. Yeah. Because again, like part of me like wishes Macy would have been introduced earlier too, because I find her story so it, it compelling and almost my favorite thing about Dominion. Yeah. But it's like, why would you show this clone girl just sitting around at home until you're going to pay it off? Yeah. And like tell the story. Yeah. I was going to ask what you thought of Dotson and I didn't really put two and two together of like kind of the awkwardness of him in the first in, you know, in the first Jurassic Park. Because you think about it in a way like that's what they had to do with Wu, where it's like. He's a character that's like barely five minutes in Jurassic Park. And then yeah. they really created a compelling, interesting character out of nothing, essentially. Yeah. And so I wonder, maybe that's what people wanted out of like maybe reintroducing him. But I really like it because I feel like somebody like Dodgson, you know, in the Lost World book, like he's like fresh from like losing all this money and Nedry getting killed. So you yeah. understand that version of Dodgson would go rogue and like, I'm literally going to go to the island myself, like, yeah. you know, and go through all the adventures in the Lost World book that, you know, never made it to the movie. Yeah. But I imagine a Dotson who's been around for almost 30 years, he's like, yeah, you're not going to get anywhere by being this openly shady. You have yeah. to like build a corporate, like I like, I love movies when they make the bad guys seem like the good guys to the rest of the world. Kind yeah. of, you know, I would have almost liked if Dotson had decided to make another park and people liked it this time. Or yeah. something, you know what you know what I mean? Something like that, where it's like, and again, that feels very Michael Crichton, like the idea that there's this shiny, but it's like updated for the you know 21st century of like yeah. the Apple logo shininess of it all, you yeah. know. And so I I really liked Dotson, and I thought all the stuff with him and uh, Mamadou Athi's character. Why can't I remember his name right now? I don't know why I'm thinking Milo, but I don't think it's, it's not Milo. <laughs> Ramsey. Ramsey Cole. Ramsey, yeah. Uh, but like, I found all that stuff very compelling. And like the idea that like you're, you realize that your boss actually is like 
at his core is a shady criminal. Yeah, like he's not the, a good guy. Yeah, at the end of the day, he's still the Dodgson that we saw in Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's, I mean, it's just hard to like show a character once for five minutes six movies ago and then to show him again and just, I, th- I think it, it's it's a hard leap. But yeah. I also like, I'm fine with it because I think they did a good job with yeah, it. Yeah, I think it was really good to, because, you know, like in the first movie, there's not, like in Jurassic Park, there's not necessarily a villain. Yeah. It's just like the pro slash antagonist being the T-Rex when yeah. really it's actually just like the ambitiousness of man if you were yeah. to put an enemy to it. Well, because even or like I suppose Nedry, but he's like, he's so harmless almost that as soon as he dies, you're like, okay, well, that's like, you know, half the movie and like who's going to like who's going to be the enemy for the rest of it. True, that's a great point. Then I suppose it is the T-Rex, but they, or like eventually Roberta becomes the anti-hero yeah, anyway. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's like there's not really like too much of like a, a corporate thing going on or anything like that. It's actually just like situational circumstance that is the enemy. Well, Whereas yeah. in like Dominion, it's actually like, oh, yeah, there is an enemy. Like <laughs> this guy is like a bad guy. But what I love about, and kind of in a way, like that flip of the coin between Nedry and Dotson is that Dotson is like careless in a way that he, like, he thinks that, like, well, I'm going to shut off the power for maybe 20 minutes mm. and, like, what could go wrong? And, like, again, that idea, like, what can go wrong will, whereas, like, the evil of Dotson and the science, or not the science, but like the, you know, greed of man or whatever in Dominion is almost like, well, I just need to do this and it's going to help everybody. And you're not even really thinking about the consequences. Like he's never thinking of like, who's going to get hurt in his way, you yeah. know, which I feel like is again, very like, I think a thing, like I could imagine if Michael Crichton was still alive, I could imagine him writing a book about that idea of like, that's Corda Dotson in the book where yeah. he like releases a virus to some crops, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, stuff yeah. like that, where it would be like, he cares all about results. And so I yeah. think that's, I mean, the more I'm thinking about that, like that's very true to the dots that we see in Dominion. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's a crazy thing to think about. I Like I often wonder as well, I was like, what would Michael Crichton think about like where it's gone? And yeah. I, I feel like he'd actually probably really respect that. It's kind of like they've taken that like kind of idea that he had and like gone from what is based on his writing from when, when did the novel come out? Oh my God. 1990. 1990. Yeah. And when did he pass away? 2008. 2008. I remember where I was just because it was, uh, it was the election where Obama won. It was that day. Oh, right. Yeah. So it's like those two events are very like in my mind. I can't believe I've never looked this up, but did he like the movies? I think he liked the, the first movie. I think he, I think in interviews he said he wanted, he wished, Spielberg would have made Hammond darker, you know, like the dark side of Disney kind of thing. Yeah. Personally, I would have been annoyed if, because Steven Spielberg basically like peer pressured Michael Crichton into writing The Lost World. And then for him to make The Lost World movie and it barely resembles the book, you're just like, what the hell? Like, you know, there's like the, there's like, two things when I read The Lost World where I was like, that, yeah, I remember that. Like, yeah. It's it's very different. I don't know how you feel about this, but as like a person who who reads the Jurassic Park and Lost World books, I love that Colin Trevorrow and like Emily Carmichael and people have written the other Jurassic World movies. I like that they take in elements from those books yeah. and like sort of, re- I, in a weird way, when we were talking earlier, I was like, Jurassic World Dominion is kind of like a weird remix of like 
a lot of elements that were never put in any of the other movies. Exactly. Yeah. And that kind of brings you back to the whole thing of like paying tribute to the novels because it actually explores the ideas that were like mentioned or put forward in the books. Yeah. No, yeah, there's like, what did you think of the like Biosyn facility and all that kind of like, it It feels like a weird theme. Like I almost like you could do like a Biosyn ride where like it would start maybe like your helicopter flying and then the helicopter crashes and you're like on a track and then you go through like. Well, yeah, you go through the park and then like you can go through the facility and like even just as like a game or whatever, like an interactive, like an interactive sort of thing. I feel like that would be so cool to like research something, do whatever, or think you're a part of it. And then something explodes. And then all of a sudden you're, you're actually like, you've accidentally released the locust and they're on fire. And it's actually, you're the scientist that fucked that up. Um, But you're the scientist that ruined that and somehow made that mistake. And then it goes up and you've got like dots in there going like, what have you done? Boom. Explosion. (laughs) You're out in the park and you're going through all like the bushfire. That would be, I reckon that is the right. Yeah, yeah. It would be crazy. Yeah, you could like go up into that thing that the chicken tries to eat you. Yeah, everything. That would be well, so cool. Well, because even the tunnels with like the, the Dilophosaurus. Yeah. Dilophosauruses. Yeah. What did you think of that? Having the Dilophosaurus? Oh, back? it was so good. Because as soon as, like, as soon as he was there and I just heard this like, the noise. Yeah. I like looked at my mum and dad and I was like, I kept doing it the whole movie and they kept going, shut up. We don't know. We don't know the original movie that well. So like they, they weren't as big as fans as me. And I kept just reaching over and going like, well, actually this is going to pay homage to the first movie because he pressures Dennis into doing this. And, um, I was just like, it, it, it all just like comes full circle. And now he, it's going to be karma. Like he's going to be eaten by the Dilophosaurus. And my parents like, we don't care. Like, we're just here watching it with you. I thought it was poetic justice. Yeah. No, I, yeah, it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, how, cause they kind of already used his death, uh, how he dies in the book with Ludlow in yeah. Lost World. So. And as well, when the, um, when the shaving cream falls out and he's like, this is our, he says something like, this is our contingency plan or a backup option or yeah. something. And then it falls out onto the track and it's like, perfect, perfectly yeah. executed. I'm so curious. How, what do you, how do you think he got the can back? That's really interesting. Cause where, where does it end up in Jurassic Park? It ends up on the waterfall, right? Yeah, and like, just like just the mud coming over it. it. Yeah. When do they, like, do they revisit it at any time? No, that's, no, that's so, like, that's the other thing. Well, and it's funny because I'm just, the, you just made me think of it right now. But, you know, I think what I love the most about Dominion is that it felt like every scene, there was like a whole movie of like questions and like, I want to know more about this interaction yeah. or like this kind of world that specifically this is in, you know, like even just the idea of like Ellie going around and visiting plant sites that have been either attacked by dinosaurs and yeah. being like, oh, like I'm going to figure out what this means for this environment. Like I want to see a whole movie of that. I yeah. want to see a whole movie of Justice Smith, you know, working at the CIA, like bury out like in the like on the in the dinosaur underground. And I feel like with the DNA can, you're like. Well, the original Jurassic Park, it's like, yeah, it just gets buried in mud. And then yeah. like now it shows up here 30 years later. Like, did Dotson's- Like, did they did they go over and like illegally go there and scope the island and comb through it or yeah, something? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that is, yeah, because that's what they must have had to do, right? Or like someone found it, had no idea what it meant, and just went, This is an artifact from the Jurassic Park disaster. Like, and Jake he bought Johnson's- it from, yeah, he bought it from eBay or something because that person had no idea and was like, Because it works, still works. Like, yeah, yeah. it's just like, it's like memorabilia from Jurassic Park. You know, in Jurassic World, she's like, How did you get that shirt? Don't you yeah. think it's in poor taste? Maybe it's stuff like that. Like, items from Jurassic Park were like, 
found and put on eBay and sold for like, you know, however many hundreds of dollars. Oh. That that could have been it. I don't know. That's cr- Yeah, that's – again, it's like every scene it feels like there could be – so many a movie from it well like spinoffs and stuff like even um ian malcolm just as like a gossip magazine sort of thing like when he's like yeah is it like four four wives and kids with every single one that he says or whatever and you're only introduced to his daughter in like in and yeah yeah, in lost world and that's the only kid you're ever introduced to yeah and um I almost want to know more about like his shenanigans because you know I said he says in Jurassic Park I'm always on the hunt for a future future ex ex Mrs Malcolm Malcolm, yeah Yeah. well and even just the time between Fallen Kingdom and this movie Mm. where you're like in in Fallen Kingdom he's I was rereading Jurassic Park and they they talk about how like when Alan Grant started to work for or like Hammond was paying them money at the beginning yeah you know to like just give him like information about the dig sites and everything and all that advice. And then Grant talks about being like a, um, a like a scientist witness for like stuff. I was like, oh wait, that's what Malcolm is doing in the Fallen Kingdom movie. Like yeah. that's another book reference yeah. that they kind of have like remixed to work within the framework of this new story. Yeah, yeah. You're like, what happened? Where he was like basically saying like this is a bad idea. Like kind of don't don't save the dinosaurs. Basically, yeah. Or just like where everyone's gonna fuck this up. Basically, yeah. and then in this movie. I don't know how you felt about his journey, but I really enjoyed this idea where he's like almost pretending to give up because it's like, yeah, he's yeah. like every like uh, you got to imagine if you're the the know it all like in the, the original Jurassic Park, you're like, this is going to fail. This is going to fail. You sang this your whole life. Like at some you so. point you would be like, fuck it, you know, yeah. like and I like I, he they will take over our world. Like we've just got to learn to live with it sort of thing. Yeah. I love as well that they like he's sort of like. Even though he's right, it's his smugness that kind of makes him a bit of a piece of shit, but yeah, like yeah. a lovable piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. And then in, like, I love that in Fallen Kingdom, they don't quite show that side of him. They just show him being a, like a mathematician that's there just going like, this is what's happening. Yeah. But then in, it's like they bought his whole persona back for Dominion. Yeah. Where he's sitting there and he's just still flirting. He's doing all this. He's being smug and he's still sort of a piece of shit. But it's funny because they set that up and he's, you know, getting all this money now. He's released his new book again. Yeah. And he just keeps doing He keeps like milking it. But it's almost admirable because you're like, you know, he's like true where he truly sits and he's just kind of milking it from this corporation that he actually hates. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I kind of thought that it was like, He's still like, he's a very multifaceted character. And I think like still one of my favorites just because he like, he knows how to play people. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think that's why I really love Dominion as well, because I felt like they actually gave the the trio almost like interesting stories that are just beyond the scope of the movie where you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I love this idea that, you know, Ellie never really stopped like fighting in her own way she's always been like i'm gonna try and and like the whole movie is essentially just ellie sattler being like we need to stop these guys and everything kind of revolves around that in a weird way like grant's the only one who's sort of you know it's it's like the follow-up from jp3 is that like he's like oh i almost lost billy but thank god he's not dead so i can now still sort of like dinosaurs again yeah but like he was never able to get it together enough to be with ellie but in this movie, you see him, like, get his his groove back, sort of. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's so true. It's almost like he hates what he loves. Yes. Like, Dr. Grant's just such, like, I wouldn't say pessimist, but, like, a realist. But, yeah, yeah def- maybe actually a bit of a pessimist. Yeah. But 
I still love as well, like my favorite thing. And it's obvious, obviously, but like just that you come however many years, like how many years is it between JP3 and Dominion? Do you know? 2001. I mean, it's at least 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. And that he's still digging up bones. Yeah. I love that part of it because in the, like in the novel and in the first movie, he's this jaded guy who loves dinosaurs and hates modern technology. And I love that he is the opposite to Malcolm and he's still fighting that. Yeah. He's still going like, nope, I'm still digging up bones and there's kids on their phones that don't even care about this chat that they're going through and everything. And I'm just like, he's still the same guy. He has not changed whatsoever. And, and, but also it's almost like in a weird way that, what has gone on in the world since that time, you know, again, you go on another adventure with dinosaurs and shit's yeah. fucked again. Yeah. You know, where it's like, I mean, JP3, we, we've talked about it, but it's just so good. It's like, it's almost like the funniest Jurassic Park movie because literally everything goes wrong uh, in yeah. a way that Grant's like, uh, you know, it's like just so any, it's to, to see people like tired of this shit is like always very exciting. I think the the thing that I love um, about JP3, I don't know we're still in Dominion, but I think like I was just thinking about it then, is that it's almost like the bubblegum movie of the series because the plot doesn't really serve the entire franchise. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It is like this holiday movie that I love. That JP3 it's like, is, the, is the holiday it's the, movie. It's the holiday movie just because I can, like someone can watch that with me and I'm like, if you haven't watched any other movies in the Jurassic park world like you can still watch this and it'll still be an enjoyable dinosaur movie yeah you know like you can just say to someone like yeah there used to be a dinosaur park and then someone like fucked it all up and now there is another abandoned island and there's basically there's two islands that were (laughs) dinosaur sites and this kid is lost in it so that's all you need to know you know like it's that easy to just explain it to someone whereas if you're gonna like try to get someone to watch The Lost World, you'd have to be like, True, yeah. oh, okay, so all this happened and then it's on this island and then you just have to try to like make sense of that. But I yes. just feel like with JP3, it's like they're just saving a kid. Yeah. They're, they're saving a kid. They're bringing Grant back. They're on a journey through. They're like, you know, Billy has a character arc yeah. and then – you yeah it's it's basically about them it's, like, the it's a rescue just a monster yeah you know? it's a it's a rescue movie and it's like it's a it's a rescue adventure movie yeah. and like it doesn't like you know there's not really a massive mention of corporations or yeah. what Jurassic World might be about or anything yeah. like that but that's probably why I love it so much I'm like oh cool like, it's the I most just, fun to just put on yeah exactly I think it is yeah. I think it really is but but it also to that point of like even since then the new Jurassic Park opens and then that goes wrong so it's like. Grant is only, he's always just like, well, yeah, of course I'm like, I still have to hold the candle for, for paleontology because it's like, things have only gone wrong if you've tried to like accept dinosaurs as being alive again. Yeah. So I I feel like it's really believable that, that he would still be this way after all this time. I really love how they kind of fall back in love again in this movie. Yeah. It's so good. What did you think of all the, because we've mostly been talking about sort of, again, because I think you could watch, I haven't done this yet, but I want to watch Jurassic Park and then just go straight to Dominion. I, I'm kind of curious, because cool. to me, again, like we were talking about at the start of this, I was like, I, I'm curious to how they would play. I mean, this is a dumb example, but it almost feels like it's like if there's like a call and response in a song, I feel like a lot of the like 
concepts in Jurassic Park. Let's make this be like a response to this kind of thing. Because the OG3 aren't in another movie together till like from one to six. Yeah. And also there's a lot of things that do happen in Lost World and JP3, but in the long run of the beginning of it and exactly the conclusion, it's not exactly massively important. I wouldn't say to the storyline as much as I love those movies that you could go from one to six and just watch the different things because like, even Jurassic World, yes, it's gone wrong again. I suppose maybe it you would blew. need you would you would probably need like Fallen Kingdom to explain cloning yeah. and like I suppose. But if you just wanted to see like the yeah the call and response, I yeah. guess that would just be so interesting. Well, and then, but I was going to ask, what do you think of all the world stuff? Because we haven't really talked about any of that. Like, and also even just bringing back other characters from the Jurassic World movies and stuff. I wanted to see more of the the implications of everything around the world. Like I know that they were trying to be very ambitious to fit everything and like give so much to the fans as well. Like they were just like every scene here is like a little truffle for you to enjoy. (laughs) Like it was, it was unreal. Like I wish that like, like I wish that there was more into like Malta, for instance, like I like as much as the black market scene like upset me, like I was actually like, I know this happens in the real world with real animals, but it was, there was something about seeing like with dinosaurs too, that was quite like, confronting and you know those things you grow up loving and watching the movies and you're like oh no and like there was wasn't there raptors from jp3 yeah so in malta in the in the black market scene yeah but it's like I, it's like just I, their tail yeah it's like, just their tail yeah. it's just like it's still very it's exciting just, that it was done I yeah mean, because we're both so hardcore we just want more of that but like yeah even, the but, world yeah but, but seeing uh the the mom and dad Rex from the Lost World at the very end. Yeah, but know? also not the baby. I know everyone's talking about that right now. Because the baby was killed in JP. I mean, that's my theory. That's your theory? That the the adult T-Rex in JP3 is the baby from Lost World. But that's just, it's too sad. You know what I mean? Oh. Because on the JP3 commentary, which was done by... Because um, that's true. It's not Roberta in JP3. No, no, because it's on Sorna, yeah. Because it's on Sorna. And Sorna is Lost World, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, then where were the mum and dad in JP3? They're like, be free, son. Leave the the nest. You go and you have your own territory. Yeah. Right. But yeah, because on the JP3 commentary, I believe it was this guy, John Rosengrant, who like was in like a lot of the raptor costumes and stuff. Yeah. I think he said like on set, that was like kind of a, that was like kind of the like, not fan theory, I guess, yeah. crew theory. Yeah. But it, it is, like, very depressing to think about, you know? Like- yeah, and I know that, the obvi- obviously, like, the dinos change um, genders because the amphibian d- DNA. Yeah. But I kind of I, – I remember I've thought about this before and I remember thinking, like, I wonder how old the T-Rex was, w- whichever one became the dad yeah. in Lost World. Yeah. Because, like – because then, and then I thought about it and I was like, I'm pretty sure he was a boy. And then I was like, oh, because they gave birth to it. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he could have, yeah. So he was a boy. That makes sense. I'm just thinking out loud here. <laughs> but that is such a sad theory. Yeah. But it would have had to have been him, right? Like, you don't know how many T Rexes were on Sauna, right? Like, somebody, I mean, there's now been like, you know, some other book thing that said there was like 10 Rexes on Sauna, which like, I don't right. know. Like, okay. I feel like as a JP, as a Jurassic Park fan, I'm, I haven't gone to the level where like, you know, they talk about InGen's list and Mm -hmm. like, I I haven't like counted all, like to me, the only dinosaurs that exist in Jurassic are the ones that we see on screen. Mm -hmm. Cause it's just sort of like, 
you know, because like in each Jurassic Park movie, they introduce new dinosaurs where it's like, wait, we didn't see the Nasutoceratops like on the boat leaving. And we didn't see Nasutoceratops in Jurassic World. So now True. there's Nasutoceratopses like running around. Like, where do they come from? Well, where, that you know? was my thought with so many of the dinosaurs. I was like, I swear to God, like there's now, you know, the world is overpopulated with all of them. And I was like, you look at the scene in Fallen Kingdom and you're like, there's like one of each dinosaur. How do they procreate? Yeah, and then yeah. obviously cloning and whatever else. But yeah. I was like, that happened pretty quick. Like yeah, there's, yeah. there's dinosaurs everywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder, like, I wanted to know, like, are they in Australia? Like, yeah, did yeah. they send DNA over to Australia? Like, yeah, what yeah. about the other parts of the world? What yeah, about, yeah. you know? Well, like, I know they showed you Malta and everything in a few different zones like that. But I was like, I want to know about, like, over the great oceans, you know? Like, what yeah. was going on? To me, it's like that idea of, like, I don't count the cards or count the dinosaurs. Because it's like, at some point, they could be like, well, now Biosyn is making dinosaurs. Now this other company is making dinosaurs. Now yeah. there's, like, a small pet shop in the UK. Yeah. Like, you know, in the in the... In that like intro news report where, yeah. you know, at some point, like I can't get too lost in the uh, fine, the, de- fine yeah, detail. Yeah, because yeah. it's like cinematic wise, they're just making new dinosaurs because we're like, this is like we want to have this new dinosaur in the story or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, it's still like interesting to think about, you know. And I do love as well how I, I feel like, you know, how they had to use the Giganotosaurus and how they say in the first movie, they want more teeth, they want more this, and it needs to be scarier and yeah. all that sort of stuff. It's like, it's funny that that's reflected in the movies because, that is a good point, yeah. you know, like apart from the fact that the Indoraptor wasn't bigger technically than yeah. a T-Rex, I do think it's funny that they followed that with Jurassic World. They said like, because that would probably happen in the real world, you know, like people would be like, okay, it's like cool that, you know, dinosaurs have been around for 10 years now and like, well, like what else? Like yeah. you're going to create something new and it would have to be something scary, yeah. right? And that's the thrill side. But as well with the Giganotosaurus, like they've never mentioned it before and then all of a sudden they're like, okay, we're going to pull this guy out because yeah, he's yeah. even bigger and like why do they always need to make it bigger? Yeah. But I just thought it was interesting that like they've gone and each film they've made something kind of scarier. Yeah. And that kind of reflected what Claire said in the first one. Yeah. Well, And, and, I, and woo. Yeah. And, I, and actually that's funny because that kind of bridges into the thing I wanted to, to talk about is the extended edition. So yeah. you just watched it recently. Mm-hmm. It's not that different from the Jurassic World Dominion, other than like the, the big intro. chunk of the opening. But yeah. yeah, what did you think about all that? I loved the intro, but to be fair, I remember you sent it to me <laughs> after, well, you, it's, after yeah. you saw um after you saw was it was it the new Fast and Furious movie? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I think it was on YouTube anyway, but you sent it to me as soon as it dropped. Yeah, and yeah. then I watched that, and I was like, oh my god! And like I, I die for any tidbit, and I also don't want to spoil it for myself, but I can't help it. Yeah. But I remember I watched it as soon as you sent it to me, and I had already watched it like five times, but it was still so cool to see it connected to the movie because yeah. it ties in with the 65 million years later yeah boom there's um roberta oh, being chased through and again it's it's is it roberta at the at the start yeah yeah, yeah so it is her it's like because i swear i've looked at the lifespan of t-rexes and she's she's gone she's been going yeah and I she's swear like 30 years old at this point yeah and i swear they're like i swear they've got a pretty short lifespan I mean, I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't really know. I'm like, to me, I mean, I guess because, yeah, we've only seen babies. But, yeah, like, she's getting up there. You oh, know? she's up there. Yeah, yeah. Like, even at the end of Jurassic World when she does her, like, conquering war, like, yeah. war again. She's like, eh, bye. Yeah, she looks old. Like, she looks old in that. Now she looks even, like, she looks younger. It's like she got, like, a facelift for these movies or something. Well, it is funny because I was reading somewhere in Jurassic World, it's like she's well-fed. And then at the end of 
because they all get out, it's like the island is in chaos. Mm. So it's like almost like she's had to like, instead of being in a zoo, she's in the wild again. So she's kind of had to like toughen up. up. She's, you know, like my dad who does CrossFit at 63. Like it's like she kind of had to like. And the fight as well with the. um, Indominus. Indominus Rex. I was just, because I just got stuck in my thought then thinking like, because she was in the wild for so long, she had big gashes yeah, from yeah. the Indo, yeah. like Indorex. Like she she had like gashes all through and, you know, like animals in the wild, like get infections. I wonder if that's the same for, yeah, yeah. for dinosaurs because she's been pushing through. Like you can have a good immune system, but if you get like nearly cut in half by like a, like the claws of a predator who has so much like bacteria, it's the same thing yeah, with yeah. like, for instance, I don't know if you saw the story. I think you replied to it being like dinosaur, um, like lace monitors, <laughs> like, like goannas out the front of my house, like the big ones that have the tails. Oh, that are yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're honestly like this dread nortis that you have on your table here. It's about as long as this or longer. Oh, wow. And so they're, they're long and their claws are like this big. And so while they won't kill you, if like if they see you, they'll probably run away. They're not too aggressive or anything. But if you get in its way, sometimes they climb you like a tree if you're standing too still. So you oh kind of have God. to run. And, um, oh, jeez. And so. So, like, if they do get you, like, from a bite or from claws or f- for your dog or cat or whatever, usually it's it's not at all the bite or claw that would kill you. It's the infection because they oh. feed on carcasses. Like, that's what they feed on. Oh, so it's Road just, like, kill, the worst stuff on Everything, the worst thing, yeah. And so, like, that's why I would think that the Indorex, when it attacked, when she attacked Roberta, surely she was, like, surely Roberta was, like, infected. So, I just think it's really cool that she's survived yeah, because yeah. like you think about zebras in the wild, like yeah, even yeah. if they escape a lion attack, yeah, it just gets infected. They die a more painful death later anyway. Yeah, so yeah, she's she's tough. She's a tough bitch. <laughs> yeah, to me, Dominion was just so good because I like that it's given us more to think about. Versus, yeah. and I think that's why you like JP three and why I like it as well because it's like, oh, I just get to live in this world and like think about all these possibilities more. Yeah, versus like. Oh man, they didn't like give us the answers, you know. Because mm. like, uh, what did you think of um, the? Oh my gosh, why can't I remember her name right now? Um, original Macy. Yeah, uh, yeah, her and, mom. Yeah, the Charlotte. Charlotte, yes, yeah, yeah, Charlotte yeah. Lockwood. Like, what did you think of like the flashback and all that, or like, I video it, video flashback? Like, I thought it was so cool because, as well, it it brings this level of like. Of something, it's not just a clone, you know, it's not like she just popped herself in a machine and a baby popped out, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like she actually was pregnant and yeah. it kind of brings that, this softness to it and a more of a relatability, I suppose, because she was actually born. And I think it, for her character development as a young girl in, you know, cause she's, or she, now she's a teenager yeah, and she wants to experience the world and she's got this angst because she's like, I'm a clone. yeah, And then she sees these videos and I think it's really beautiful that she sits there and she goes, oh, actually- I, I don't feel as much of an alien as I was. Like I was, I was born yeah. and not actually cloned from a machine. Yeah. So I think that that's that's cool. I thought it was nice that they included that. And then and then that Ellie was like met met her. Original. Yeah, and had known her, and yeah. like, that didn't seem too far fetched either. As much as they didn't show it in the first film or whatever, you know. They- well, but it, but I think that would have only taken place like around the time of JP three. Yeah, exactly. And which she was promoting a book, so it almost yeah. makes sense that like, oh, on a book tour, she goes to this university and meets this young woman who's exactly. like, re- you know, had some also had something to do with Jurassic Park in a way. Exactly, and it sort of feels like Wu was a bit in love with her. I think you get that's, that. That's what I thought too. Yeah, I thought I think you get like. 
And it is obviously very possible for someone to just admire someone else for their work and sure. personality, but he definitely did have that look in his eye, I thought, <laughs> that was a bit like everyone lo- like he, you know, everyone loved her, everyone was in love with her. She yeah. was, she was she was great. Sort of She thing. was like the star, you know, star star student. Yeah. Cuz also it's like oh, because when they first released that shot of like a lab with like the Isla Sorna box. Like I think it was like one of the first things and it's like, yeah. Oh, that's where that was. Cause they, that was like, to me again, like what I loved about the lore of this movie was that it connected it in ways that didn't feel like cheap. It was more like, Oh, those flashbacks are taking place on Isla Sorna during yeah. the time of Jurassic park. You yeah. know, like, and even the photo of Charlotte, like under the Jurassic park. That gate. was cool. That, I like, loved made, that. That, that weirdly like, Cause it's pretty early on in the movie. And that was like maybe the first moment where I like, Oh, what's, what's the point of all this, you know, kind yeah. of thing. And it made me like feel very emotional seeing that. Cause it's just yeah. cool. You know, it's sick. And like, even, um, even when Dr. Grant takes the photo down to yeah, yeah. see it. Yeah. And he's it's like the photo of them and he takes it down. Cause he's just embarrassed and he's like, Oh shit. Like I've, I've still been thinking about it all these years. Like you're still a very important part of my, my life. Yeah. Well, and it's also, I mean, you, and that feels realistic too, because it's like, I mean, I imagine the trauma bondingness of it, you know, yeah, I well, mean, like, you know, in, in JP three where they go and visit each other or he goes to visit her home and they like, they, talk about the trauma of like just the sounds that they made, you know, and like how he had just like replicated the vocal cords of a Velociraptor. Yeah. And he was like, do you remember the sound? And she's like, how could I forget? Yeah. Like it's haunted my nightmares forever, (laughs) you know, like, and I think even then it's like, it's such a tease because you can tell like they're still so connected through so many things and like their chemistry and everything. And then like the guy gets home, he seems nice enough, you know, he's like, oh, good to see you, Alan, like whatever. But you're still like, that's not right. Yeah, Yeah. That's not right. It was never right. But then I like that moment in uh, Dominion, you know, post uh, shouldn't be dealing with the mic, but when Ellie's like twirling the the uh, what are it, stun guns, tasers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, but that whole part where it's like where Claire and Ellie get to bond, and like because they never really the Jurassic Park sequels always kind of make like Lost World and JP3 kind of make fun of Grant and Malcolm for their trauma. They're like, just get over it, yeah. you know, whatever. And I like that this movie kind of is like, yeah, no, I still get nightmares like every yeah. day. Like this is, I, I really, I like that they were able to connect. And I think in some ways maybe give the Jurassic World, you know, Claire and Owen a little bit more, not like more likability and more like relatability in that yeah. way. Cause you know, it's almost like because they worked there, it's like, get over, you know, kind of thing. I thought it like even the scene where, because, you know, the most unfathomable thing to Dr. Grant would be to tame a raptor. Yeah. And it was almost like, it was almost like, you know, the world, like a comment on the world of like, move over, old man. This yeah, yeah. happening. And like, I was like, it's a bit cheeky that Chris Pratt's like, I know you saw the Velociraptors. I actually train them now. <laughs> like I thought it was a little bit cocky and like tongue in cheek almost. And that, you know, Dr. Grant finally sees one and he's sitting there with this, like with um Delta. No, no, no. Beta. Uh, beta. Yeah. yeah. And he's sitting there like doing what Chris Pratt does and the baby goes for him yeah. sort of thing and he captures it and whatever. And he's like, yeah, you know, I just got it back, like Raptor strapped to my back. You yeah, know, yeah. it's almost like laughing in the face of the trauma that Velociraptors put Ellie and Grant through. Yeah. But he's almost like impressed though. Yeah. 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 That's what I mean. Like, he's just, wow, in, he's like know? in awe, like how has that changed? How has that change come about? Like, how did I not think of it first? Sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. And he was just like, so uh, yeah, just like lost in the trauma of it all. But I was, uh, what was I going to say before quickly? Um, 
The I know it's like one of the most obvious Easter eggs, but when Ellie rocks up to see the locust um, site and she pulls up and she yeah, takes yeah. her glasses off and the homage to that original yeah. scene, so many people that I've watched it with have been like, I don't get it. And I'm like, what do you mean? That's like <laughs> the scene from Jurassic Park. It's the most like iconic part. Yeah, or, yeah. Almost, arguably. Like, yeah, yeah. The scene that's recognizable yeah. with like that. And she's line. even wearing a similar outfit. Yeah, the sa- almost the same outfit. I like the, the new scene in Dominion Extended mm-hmm. where they show her inside the house. Yeah. Because to me, it's like, again, I think we both like Dress Park because of the science aspect. And I like that this movie had like an explanation of how something works. You that's know? Like, so that's true. Because I, I, I watched it, like the extended version. I knew I was watching it, but I kind of, because I'd seen the movie like, you know, a month or two before or whatever, I couldn't quite remember what was in and not in it when I was watching the extended version. And there were so many times I was sitting there just going like, (laughs) did I really forget a lot of the plot or is this this the extended version part? Like I wish it would just come up on the bottom of the screen going (laughs) extended version. Yeah. Well, and I just feel like at this point now that I have that at home, like I'm just going to watch the extended because I just love, oh, this is what I want to talk about. And this, I feel like this can bridge into a new conversation about, so I loved have, I'm just pointing at the chicken and the source, but mm-hmm. um, I feel like Roberta Rexy's whole story in this movie is sort of like a land before time plot where like right. she's taken to the great Valley, mm-hmm. like where Biosyn is. There's a bully dinosaur that is taking food from all the other dinosaurs. Yeah. And so she has, to, she teams up with another dinosaur, the Therizinosaurus to take down the bully. Would that be the time of great giving? Oh, well, I don't, I mean, you know I guess I don't mean? know what's specific. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But, but I just mean like to me, it's almost like Jurassic World Dominion is like so full of ideas. But that's why I liked having the, the opening set 65 million years ago yeah. because it's just like you see this like rivalry that and it's like. We spoke about this, that that scene at the start of the extended version is like a full land before time introduction. Yeah. It's like, like, I know it doesn't quite go into, I think. Like most, I swear it's more than one Land Before Time movie starts with the same similar way with, you know, Tadpole into, yeah, yeah, into Land. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, um, it felt like that. It felt like even, even the start of, um, you know, Dinosaur, we spoke about that last time I was on as well. And, um, that intro where it's the it's the pterodactyl, I think, that's flying through all the scenes and yes. everything, and then it lands in the egg nesting place. Yeah. It kind of felt like that, and I loved it. Like, yeah. uh, like the, the world of all of that was so cool to dive into. Yeah, I, I really like how Dr- yeah, Jurassic World Dominion almost contains, like, every dinosaur movie that's yeah. ever existed. Just on the topic of Land Before Time, because I actually went went back and watched, like, up to number seven. Wait, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think um, one of my housemates had COVID, so we just went like <laughs> I, I like bought most of them too because there's nowhere to like stream them yeah. over in Australia at the moment. It was like one I think was on Netflix, yeah. and then because the first one's not a musical, but then the rest of them are. But it was Journey to Big Water that I was watching. <laughs> yeah, Journey to Big Water, and that reminds me of the Lost World because you got the mummy and the daddy dinosaur that really yeah. want to protect their baby. And that's and that's what I kind of thought reminded me of the Lost World, the Journey to Big Water with Chomper's parents. And he's like, my parents won't eat you this time, you know? And it's like, it's like they in Lost World, they tried, yeah. but they still sort of survived. I mean, I, again, I don't know if I've seen over, and I, what, I was going to go grab it, but I, I recently bought the, uh, <laughs> I recently got this because I want to rewatch them all. Oh my gosh, no way. It's like the <gasps> entire box set. No way. Because, yeah, I was, so I, yeah, I wanted to ask you a little bit. So, I, yeah, number five, The Mysterious Island, that's. 
that's that one. Yeah, because I think I've only seen. I don't. I think I've maybe only seen up to the fourth one. I don't think I've seen the last one, but I. Or you know what? Maybe I haven't seen thirteen and fourteen, but I have seen the Land Before Time all the way down to. Invasion of the Tiny Sauruses. Oh, no, I've seen The Great Day of the Flies, actually. So, yeah, it would be Wisdom of Friends and Journey of the Brave that I haven't seen. But I've watched up to number 12. Again, as somebody who hasn't seen them all yet, but obviously I'm planning to, which ones are your favorites or which ones would you recommend to other people? I mean, and I guess just overall, what like, because again, we talked about it last time. Yeah. Well, each one kind of, I think each one focuses on one of the dinosaurs having a bit of their own story. And I'm pretty sure it is the big freeze where Spike gets his, like, a bit of, like, um, his own kind of story and his own family sort of thing. And then the great long neck migration, I'm pretty sure Littlefoot's dad comes back into Whoa. it. I think it's that one. I forget what his name is, but Bron maybe, I think. it's. <laughs> I think it's, like, something like yeah, that. Yeah. And he comes back into it. And Absentee father story. What's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he comes back and then. I would say I think Mysterious Island's my favorite because it has um it Chomper's has this parents. song in it yeah like yeah Chomper's parents and Chomper where they see him again um because they're all looking for water I think the water dries up or something and um you know the crew of kids like they go to this island and they find Chomper and he goes and finds them um food to eat and they're all kind of scared thinking like you know he's like getting growing into a T-Rex now is he going to eat us and there's a song that's like, friends for dinner, don't want to be friends for dinner. <laughs> and it's like, that's like my favorite song. But apart from that, the Great Valley Adventure would have been the one you saw because the egg song's in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah I yeah. love the egg song. Because that one I've recently rewatched a couple of times. Eggs. Yeah, uh. eggs. I sing that all around my house every time my housemates hate it. And like, they'll walk in like in the morning and I'll just be like, eggs if it's, i'm cooking breakfast <laughs> well to me it's like it reminds me of jp3 you know and when, when taylioni's like give me the eggs yeah you know? it's so good but i'm just like who's this you know who's this lady that's with ruby with that's t- actually ruby oh wait oh my gosh that's really funny yeah that's her name and she's in the series oh okay. there's like a series of land before time now and i think she's more prominent in the series so okay. she might come in in the, like the last movie or like the second last i don't know i haven't seen the last two so yeah she's like a over raptor almost or something like that yeah but she's but she's a good guy i think they're friends they become and chompers in the series as well and they become really good friends oh okay yeah that's i mean that's fun Again, it's like, and then there's, I mean, again, this box set is just like 14 DVDs. That or, is so good. Or no, I think it's, um, we're just cracking it open. <laughs> oh, it's all falling apart. I mean, it literally is just, oh no, it's two. Two each. Like but this, I like that they've given the land before time its own DVD. Yeah. You know? It's got a, geez, it's all falling apart. Yeah. Land before time gets its own. Gets its own. Uh, a while ago, I wanted to ask people like, to give other Land Before Time titles to see if like it seemed realistic before. So I'll just read them to you. Somebody wrote uh, like suggestions of like, because again, it's like for a lot of people, they've only seen maybe the first couple. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, I'm sure plenty of people have seen it, but I guess just growing up, I, I only saw a few. But I was curious if, we, if these would seem like realistic Land Before Time titles to you. There's Land Before Time Manifest Destiny. <laughs> Uh, Land Before Time, Return to the Great Valley, which I'm like, that's, is, that's there. Wait, is that I like think, a real one? Or Return to the Great Valley? I don't think so. But that, it's but like I'm the like, Great that, Valley Adventure, but that's believable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Tree Star Adventure. 
which I feel like that's fun. Yeah. I've never wanted to eat something so bad as a tree star when they eat it. And I'm like, it's a leaf, but they make it look like it's the yummiest thing. It's ever. like juicy. It's yeah. like a juicy leaf. Uh, Land Before Time, the Ice Age of Friendship, <laughs> which it, it's the, like- You got like the big freeze, the stone of cold fire, and then in like the wisdom of friends. It's like they've kind of just like mushed a couple together. Yeah. I really like this one, Thagomizer Throwdown, which is like, because that's like the name for the Stegosaurus- Tail or whatever, which like that feels like a real title to me. And then I like the Dream Jungle, Land Before Time, the Dream Dream Jungle. jungle. Which that feels like that that, sounds trippy. Yeah, well, because I'm like, what is the what is um what is the secret of Saurus Rock? I guess I'm asking you to spoil these for me. I think Saurus Rock is the one that looks like it's the head of a Brontosaurus. I think that's what it is i don't know what the, i don't remember what the secret of it is i i watched up to um i watched up to Mysteri- mysterious island the other day what is the stone of cold fire it's like something that it's like a geyser or something and they just oh. don't understand it yet because they've got words like the circle of like what do they call the sun it's um the burning circle or something it's <laughs> like so that it just have like very different terms for everything but i'm trying to remember what, which one it was Journey to Big Water, and they have Mo, and he's like this little dolphin character, and he is so cute. I don't know what dinosaur he is, but he's like this little dolphin-looking guy who's yellow with like different colored stripes. I know they're not very color accurate in these yeah, movies. Yeah. Uh, if you were going to recommend, I mean, I guess you recommend watching them all, right? But like, what Journey are, to Mysterious Island? That that's the yeah. one to like go straight to, and that's like if you've seen because if you've seen the Great Valley Adventure, like. Chomper comes back. It's actually one of the ones where sharp teeth like aren't the main. They're like the sharp teeth in sort of like the similar to Jurassic Park. That he's like mum and dad aren't actually the enemy. It's sort of like a yeah. anti-hero thing in the same way that Jurassic Park has Roberta as an anti-hero in like yeah. the series and whatever. Oh, but I, love that. I think yeah, I think oh the mysterious island. But um, the songs are like my favorite in that one. I think yeah. I can't believe you're here. This is so much fun. I know. I'm so so, cool. I mean, again, I'm sad that we didn't get to do Universal and that it was closed. But this I is still can't me. believe that. You have, to, you have to come back. I know. Well, I think I might come back in February and it better be open by then. <laughs> I'm going to call it. I'm going to be like, hello. Is this better <laughs> this be girl's open? written a song about dinosaurs. Yeah. came all this way. Yeah, you I'm not going to lie. I did say that to them. I was like, I've actually written a song about dinosaurs with Jurassic Park in the name. And he was like, do you want an express pass for another ride? I was like, it's okay. I already bought one. Because you're like, I, I wanted didn't write to a, get on this. I didn't write a goddamn song about the mummy. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the mummy was cool. Nice. Didn't make up for it exactly, yeah, yeah. but it, you know. it's close. But it's close. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Thank you again, Ruby, for coming back on the show. This was a really special episode, and I had a blast. Go follow Ruby Fields on Instagram at rubyfieldsm8. Get her phenomenal record. Been doing it for a bit on her website, rubyfields.com. Stream live from Repentance Creek Hall there too. And check for tour dates in Australia. Go see her in the band live. I'm begging you. We actually did continue to talk for another 30 minutes or so about Jurassic World Evolution 2, video games, Breath of the Wild. I think I'm going to post that as a bonus mini episode, so be on the lookout for that soon. Follow me at Stephen Ray Morris on all the socials. Support the podcast over on Patreon at C Jurassic Right. Even a dollar goes a long way. Thank you again. Hold on to your butts and I'll see you soon.
friends for dinner. Don't want to be friends for dinner. Uh-huh. 